Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, man, your your timing's off a little bit, I think, but you know. No, hey. I'm feeling like it's Christmas morning today. Oh, fantastic, man. That's that's you know, it's funny as as we're coming in the coffee shop here, you know, I was reminded many years ago, you know, I would I would trudge into a coffee shop. Um you know, hungover, and I, I'd be, you know, stumbling around, and I'd be trying to figure out what I did or said the night before. And now I, I come into the coffee shop, and and we uh, and we chat about sobriety, and we chat about you know how life is uh, pretty cool. Tell me about sober. Sun- tell me about sunrises. I love this line of yours. You used to what? So I used to curse mornings. You used to curse mornings. Hashtag curse mornings. Yes. And now I hashtag crave mornings. Oh, man. Because it's a new day, new opportunity, you know, you know, right? new new way to rejuvenate the passion and purpose. So right? it's great. You know what I'm so excited about? We've got a table for three. Oh, I love a virtual, table for three. Yeah, virtual table for three So today. this is our first virtual table for three. Yeah, right? Yeah, we're going virtual. We're, uh, we've got somebody on a speakerphone. Really right? cool. Yeah, yep. so this is way cool. So so just to cue it up, I, I was laughing at myself yesterday because Glenn said, hey, we're going to have coffee with a wrestler tomorrow. And I'm like, a wrestler? Like like Randy <laughs> Macho Man Savage or, or The Undertaker or Rick Flair? Hulk Hogan? Stone Cold Steve Austin? I mean, come on now, together, forever, WWE, <laughs> baby. And he goes, awesome. And he goes, no, no, I'm talking about like a real wrestler. And I'm like, wait a minute, the other thing isn't real? Yeah, uh, there you go. That's awesome. Hey, Rich, <laughs> welcome, man. Welcome to our welcome, coffee brother. shop. That's awesome. It's kind of like finding out Santa's not real. Yeah, right. Right? Well, it's funny. One of the memories I have growing up with my dad, and and this was relentless. We never missed a weekend. It was Saturday night at 5 o'clock. Wrestling was on. It was the only time that I was allowed to eat down in the basement, and my dad and I would eat on uh, serving trays, Mm -hmm. uh, TV trays, they used to call them back then. And and it was the only night I was allowed to drink soda. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and watch wrestling, right. and we did it. My dad and I did it every Saturday night. So, but right. that was the fake stuff, oh, right? So for Claire, oh for, man, but it, yeah. Hey, as a kid, that was the exciting thing. Back in the '80s, we actually lived right behind the Portland Sports Arena. That's way back wow. when with the original yeah. Portland wrestling. You know, oh, that's wow. nice, man. sneak nice. in at night, sneak into the events, and yeah, a lot of fun. Hey, you know what, man? You started singing a Christmas song right off the bat, guys. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I have some flashbacks. You know, I missed 10 Christmases mm. in a row because of my alcoholism and drug addiction. Wow, holy cow. 10 Christmases. I was wow. locked up. Wow. Yeah. So it's mm. a blessing that, uh, you know, the last 18, I get to have Christmas with my family and uh, and just be blessed to be around and available and present for the holidays. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, you 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 warm my heart because yeah, it is. Uh, we, there are alternative ways to uh, way to, ways to experience life, and uh, you know, you made some choices along the way, and uh, can't wait to can't wait to kind of hear your story a little bit here. And uh, be, as a as a disclaimer, uh, you know, if if uh, people do a, a YouTube video uh, search for 
um, you know, Richard Jensen, they'll they'll have uh, there's plenty of plenty of other content out there. But but share share a little bit about your journey with uh, with our our cold coffeeers. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, I got I was uh, I was a wrestler, man. Like you said, you know, I was a wrestler through through school. And, you know, it really helped keep me grounded for a lot of years. Keep me focused, keep me engaged, keep me inspired. I felt like I was a part of, I was, uh, you know, part of the team. Part and, of the team. Uh, a sense of purpose. Um, and when, when, when I graduated, and wrestling was 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 on the wayside, and and I went up uh, fishing up in Alaska for a summer, hmm. and unfortunately, that experience, you know, was supposed to be um, a financial gain, um, and then off to college. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it looks good on paper, but uh, life has a funny way of throwing you a curveball. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, so when, when, when I think of wrestlers, because I had some buddies of mine growing up that were wrestlers, the, the first word that comes into my mind is discipline. Right. I mean, so focused and so disciplined in, in every area of their life, you know, not just on the mat, but it took a lot of discipline outside the mat with what they ate and how they practiced and how they lived to be the most effective on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that having those years in wrestling is what really became the vehicle and saved my life later on, you know? So how, um, how so young yeah. were you when you started wrestling? Uh, I was in uh, junior high school, okay. you know, when I found wrestling. And okay. then I wrestled through high school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super successful, but wrestling was uh was the medicine for me you know it was that one thing that i needed in my life right what was and, your what what was your weight range then uh i was 123 123 okay. i was uh i was a little littler guy lighter weight you know um fast i'll bet well you know what then i went off fishing and i found drugs and alcohol hmm. and uh once i used i couldn't stop using for almost 20 years destroyed everything around me separated me from my family drove a wedge between myself and my kids and uh you know it took everything i dreamed about everything i loved away from me and it separated me from everything that was important in life for almost 20 years until i found myself getting released from prison sitting at a homeless shelter 34 years old trying to figure out what just happened over the last 20 years Mm. Yeah, so we don't really like to dig in too much of a drunkalog, but you know what what caused you to to, to start drinking and, and 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 how did it progress? I mean, we don't want to go into too much detail, but you know, it sounds like it got pretty bad if you landed up in you know prison and 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 being homeless, yeah. right? Well, that was the that was the that was the short snapshot version. I can't wait to get into the the perseverance, you know, the overcoming the challenges of addiction and and finding success you know how much i love getting into that yeah right that's that's me <laughs> you know? yeah so, yeah so, so the way tragic. yeah sorry yeah. sorry rich so the way we like to break these up into like three sections right experience yep. strength and hope so so experience you know it sounds like yep. things things were catastrophic right um it sounds yeah. like it really gripped your life and it, it landed up with some consequences that were pretty challenging you know, and you, you know, know. You're, you're dealing with a kid with a little bit of low self-esteem, you know, um, mm. trying to trying to really navigate and find his way. A young adult, you know, no real tools to deal with, you know, um, alcohol, um, no real life experience, young, um, 
and I was sheltered for so long. You know, wrestling was the was the element. I never really experimented with any alcohol. You know, until mm. I got till I got uh, out of school and moved on, and 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 uh, you know, it, it grabbed a hold pretty quick, um, and it took a little bit of control right away from me. You know, mm -hmm. and it snowballed. It was a, a snowballed for years, and and it just just couldn't quite get my feet on the ground. You know. Mm -hmm. Yep, my parents never drank. My parents never used any drugs, you know. And so um, I wasn't bound for that. I wasn't conditioned for it. I wasn't around it. Just, you know, moved on. And, and, uh, and it just got a little bit out of control pretty quick. Sure. Anyway, right. I didn't know about AA. I didn't know about really treatment. I didn't understand where the solution was at the time. I didn't know people that had been in 12 steps. So um, I'd never been exposed to it. And so, you know, living in a fog for quite a few years until I found, uh, you know, I found found other people that were living in the solution. Great. So what was the baseline or as, as I always like to put it, Rich, what was the, the catalyst or what was the event that, that kind of led you to a decision that, you know, I'm I'm not going to live this life anymore. You know, I am going to start focusing on change. Yeah good one i talk about it in my book you know there's a few things that happened in a short period of time that affected my life um dr drastically and one of them was i actually found my way to prison you know um and that was a big wake-up call unfortunately during that process i lost my mother who was the heartbeat of the family she was my everything and that affected me dearly and then i had uh you know, uh, separated myself from my kids for a while. Mm -hmm. And my daughter showed up out of the blue with her mom. I hadn't seen her for a while. And I was in uh, embarrassing shape, you know. And uh, and I could, that just kept haunting me. And I just, I needed to find a way to be that father that, that, that my daughter needed, you know. And, uh, you know, just a few things that happened in a short period of time. And then I got released to a homeless shelter. And it was like, I was at my bottom. I was at my mm. very bottom. And I sat there and rolling cigarettes out of the ashtray and decided, you know what, whatever it takes, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to look at one day at a time. I've heard that slow. I'm just going to get through the day. And uh, one day turned into weeks and months and years. And I just kept uh, never sold out again after that. I love it. I love that. Whatever it takes. I, I love that that you came to that point and much like me, it's very, I, I, I struck a chord of similarity because it was a culmination of things. It was, my life was so disastrous in so many areas that it was a culmination. And just that moment where I said, okay, enough, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I, I, you know, and I've not to say I didn't try before, but this was a different kind of whatever it takes. And it sounds to me like you had that same moment. Absolutely. You know, I've tried to, many many times over the years but i will I, I i finally made a decision to go 100 percent in listen to the suggestions go to meetings talk to other recovering addicts that were trying to make change and just just buy in i bought in 100 i was i was done i was done yep and i never you know and and i went through treatment and and obviously went to a meeting every day for for the first three years you know and uh i just put myself in that community and bought in 100% and you know life started changing <laughs> life so, started getting better <laughs> Rich that's awesome when you said you were going to meetings are you referencing like the 12 step meetings yeah 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 I was uh, I went I'm, I'm 
I went to AA every single day, you mm-hmm. know. I got a home group out of uh, Portland. It's called Loyola's Men's Group. It's a very, very large men's group. Oh, that's every great. Monday night, you know, for years. That's fantastic. So now with the support that I found and 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 it 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 was uh, you know it was what I needed. Let's let's talk about that. That's right. You needed. Well, it, what what jumps out of my mind is that uh, if I wanted to learn wrestling, I would call you rich and say tell me tell me you know right because i know nothing about being a wrestler you know everything about being a wrestler so you may have needed to people who could tell you about being sober yep yep i just told the kids i just did a did a program yesterday i told the kids you want to you want to be great at something you want to be good at something be around the people that are doing that thing you know be around those positive people if you want to be positive you know you want to be great you got to get in that environment yeah so, so talk to me a little bit. I, 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 man, I got so many things where we'll try and get yeah. this condensed into yep. some kind of time frame. But first of all, tell me about yep. the tell me about the book because it sounds to me like you you kind of laid out your story. That's really exciting. Tell me a little bit about the book and go ahead and plug it because uh, I think it it, yep. it sounds like a good read. Yeah, it's called "Be a Champion in Life." It's available on Amazon. It's 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 my autobiography perfect easy 220 page read that even kids could read and i made it you know i just basically broke it down to um you know the struggle and then finding recovery and then finding the vehicle that saved my life and that was wrestling love it and then going on and using wrestling as the the you know re or re reorganizing my life around the sport becoming that athlete that i always wanted to be becoming that coach i always wanted to be I thought about for years and finally just went all in with, with becoming an elite athlete. I trained for 10 years um, and I went on to become a national wrestling champion after getting sober, you know. Well, that's that's outstanding, Rich. And, and you know, certainly looking forward to digging in more on that on what you're doing today. But let me ask you, early in sobriety, when you're going to the meetings, um, and, and as I like to say, when you're in the sober gym, right, when, yep. when you're, you're learning to use tools, when, when you're you know, learning how to live differently, um, what, what type of, you know, when we talk about hope, right, what, what type of, you know, I- improvements did you have on the inside? And then we'll break it out into seeing kind of the, what you're doing today with your road trips and, and, and all your speaking engagements, you know, et cetera. But let's talk about yeah, let's talk about how you were feeling inside. So, so I had to spend a lot of time digging in and dealing with the fact that, you know, my father was was un, was not present. My real father. Mm-hmm. I had to dig into the fact that I had actually abandoned my kids for for drugs and alcohol. A lot of guilt and shame around that. And so with me becoming a better person and a man of integrity and, and uh, doing the right thing, over time, I started to build that relationship back with my family, with my kids, and a lot of healing took place. And I always believed deep down inside, if I could rebuild and mend and, and that relationship with my kids then a whole bunch of other things in life were going to be okay. You know, everything else was going to work itself out. And, That's awesome. and did, that, did, that, did, that, did that in fact come to pass? That came to pass, and my kids have looked up to me like their hero for years. Wow. And uh, 
I knew that that was the going to be the linchpin to everything else. Like, like that was the number one thing at the top of my list was to be that father, right. you know, present and available. And my kids will never feel a sense of disconnect for one minute of the rest of their life. And uh, could I presume that uh, you're not their hero because of what you do on the mat? You're their hero because of what you do off the mat. My connection with them, That's my right. integrity, That's me right. as a person, my character. You know, it wasn't that I won the national title. It was who I became sure. in that whole process that mattered. It's outstanding. One of the things that jumped out at me when I uh, was doing a little bit of uh, digging around, you know, here's the good news for me. I'm uh, Rich. I'm 62 years old, so most of my shenanigans were pre-internet, right? But oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. But now no I got, yeah, right? But, but now I can find out anything. Something jumped out at me. It said, uh, and this hey, is... Hey, Rich, a, watch out. Mikey just learned how to use Google. I know. I'm all over <laughs> yeah, Google right now. Just, did somebody help him? Yeah, yes. my, yeah, my grandson. Um, exactly. So, so this this is just a, a shot out of a, an article off of ESPN. And this is when I was first starting to research a little bit about you and your story. And this in the third paragraph, it says, this is the easy part for the 37-year-old sophomore. You were 37 <laughs> years old, and, and, and you're a sophomore. That's awesome. I mean, that's my kind of program. Hey, it's... Just know that the message in that, it's never too late to change your life. It's never too late to make a comeback. Yeah. The other thing that jumped out at me in that article and uh, really, really resonated with me is you talked about going into a match and you talked about the mental, uh, you know, this guy, I think if I can, uh, uh, this guy beat me up before, right? I mean, he, he destroyed me before, but I've got seven minutes now. And and I just thought, what a metaphor for life. Life kind of beats you up, but you all you really have is that seven minutes in front of you. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's all about what you're doing right here, right now, in this moment. Yeah. So I love I love the line. In fact, I wrote that down. We're probably what we're going to title this is "It's Never Too Late." Mm-hmm. You know. Um, all right, Rich. So you know, in, in our remaining time, I'd love to hear your your mission today. What you do. I understand you've been on. You know some some national networks. One, uh, some people might have heard of it called ESPN. You know, you have a national <laughs> brand that, that that sponsors you. Um, so, what's what's your mission today? What's what's your passion and purpose today? Yes. Yeah, so, I I took my story I, out on the road in about a little over ten years ago, and uh, I speak in a lot of school system settings, and I talk about the dangers of poor choices, dangers of addiction. I encourage leadership. And, you know, um, these kids uh, need to hear a good positive message. And and so I went out on the road with it. I speak to upwards of 30,000, 40,000 kids a year today, you know. And, oh, man, that's uh, amazing. Mission, that's great. Our, our mission is strong. It's an awesome program. It's engaging with the kids, you know. And I just I share my experience. And it's a hard conversation to have. But it's needed more than ever today. Was is there, our youth? Is there a specific age range that you, that you uh, that you approach? I target middle school through college, you okay. know, and right. uh, we're just getting ready to start cracking into corporate leadership uh, events. Um, I think it's really important that uh, we get out there and uh, get into the the corporate world. But my main focus, I cornered the school system because I think it all starts with our youth. Right. Right. What, uh, you, what a great mission. Yeah, you talked a, a lot about hope as I 
as I look some at some of your interviews, and you talked about the hope state of hopelessness that you were in, and the state of hope that you're in now. My question to you is, you know, what's your message today for the guy who's not feeling much hope in his life? Well, you know, the 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 there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of people like myself that understand that feeling of hopelessness. We have got to get out and surround ourselves with others that understand, others that are trying to do something more positive in their life. Got to connect with other recovering addicts and people that get it, you know. Um, truth is, is that uh, you don't have to live like that. Stigma is dead. And there, there are, we do, we do recover. And we not only recover, we can have a successful life with our family and business and whatever we choose to do. And we just got to eat the bear one bite at a time. Oh, there you go. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing, Rich. Um, you know, really appreciate the opportunity. What I'd like to do is have you give us some of your resource, you know, drop some of your links. Uh, we can certainly post them on social media. But if you, you mentioned your book, do you have any other social media links that kind of follow you around the country as you're doing these, uh, these speaking engagements? Yeah, you know, I've got a website. It's BeAChampionInLife.com. And there's a lot of videos, a lot of resources, and a lot of information on there. Um, all our social media platforms are Be a Champion in Life. And uh, there's a lot of stuff available. Ten years of traveling, news clips, documentaries. And there's a lot of videos that will really help um, somebody that's looking for a little bit of hope, a little bit of inspiration, maybe a parent that's trying to figure out how to talk to their kid about this stuff. There's videos out there that we've done over the years and, and you'll find them if you look for us. Google Richard Jensen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So Google Richard Jensen. Uh, the the um, website is beachampioninlife.com, right? Um, and then you can search for Richard Jensen, your, your book on Amazon also, correct? Yes, that's great. That's great. Here's what here's what I my takeaway from this morning, and I can't thank you enough for being here. But my takeaway from this morning is get connected. Um, Look for an example. uh, Get get a trainer, if you will. You know, if you want to if you want to wrestle, go talk to somebody who knows how to wrestle. If you want to get sober, go talk to somebody who knows how to get sober. And and that's what I heard you tell me this morning. It's never too late. And it's never too late. Rich, thank you very much for joining us. What a mission. Really appreciate you out there um, and sharing your story with us this morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Will you come back and join thank us you again? You guys yeah, please come back and join us again. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's have a coffee conversation. All right. All right. Sounds, Sounds good, Rich. man. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.